0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three of Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito
1: Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild off-season. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at house, Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football.
0: Good afternoon, Dolphin fans. Welcome into a Wednesday free agency extravaganza episode of Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh show. We have lots to talk about because believe it or not, the Dolphins were extremely active during the NFL's legal tampering period. We will discuss all the moves they made and break down some of the moves that may come. But before all that, let me welcome in my co-host, the one, the only Jake Mendel. How's it going today, Jake? Josh, happy new year.
1: This is officially it. We are starting the new year for the league. Tampering becomes reality now, whatever that means, and it looks like the Dolphins are a team that has already spent well about half of its cap space. They're down to twenty-four million. Obviously, they can make some more, but
0: man, it's been an interesting couple days to say the least. And we will get into whether or not you think those moves really, you know, move the needle because I think that's kind of what everyone's talking about. You know, have they really improved that much? But um, I Mm -hmm. think the biggest thing, Jake, was as soon as we got done with the podcast, in typical. Insider radio fashion man, I think as soon as I was sitting there editing this podcast, I had it scheduled for 12 right before the deadline. The legal tampering period started, the Dolphins inked emmanuel agba i gotta be honest man this was a guy that i think both of us agreed was you know a game changer on defense the guy the dolphins you know should find a way to lock up but as we got closer to that deadline man i know i was sitting here saying you know okay i, I guess it's okay to use that money elsewhere you know we can sign some offensive linemen with some of that money we save um i'm stoked that emmanuel was under contract oh, man but i'm shocked that he got that big deal that he wanted but um, i'm glad he's home and um what are your thoughts on that
1: You know, they say there's a legal tampering period, but I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here. But this this contract screams that the legal tampering period might have been happening far before uh, Monday, because I had a feeling, man, that once we got to this point, uh, Agba and his agent, I know nothing, but I have a feeling they got a whiff of the type of deal they'd get out there. And then he came back to the Dolphins and they met somewhere in the middle. I was kind of hoping that would happen. You look at the depth on that defensive line with and without Emmanuel Agba. just that consistency that we have seen from him from those last in the last two years is so important. I mean, we saw Jalen Phillips get better throughout the year. We know what that interior of the defensive line can do. But having one of those older, those veterans, I mean, man, we can sit here and talk about how he's up there. He's probably been the best defensive end since Cam Wake, you know, as crazy as that sounds. So just having that... Uh, mentality of keeping good players in the building just kind of seems important and a kind of common sense move for the Dolphins here.
0: Yeah, man, I agree with you. We got to throw out the numbers. It was a four-year deal worth sixty-five million. I believe his agent's Drew Rosenhaus, which I mean, we can talk about that at some point in this podcast. But it seems like everyone the Dolphins have landed now have been uh, Rosenhaus clients. I'm going to yes. bore you a little bit here with uh, some of you know the press release from the Miami Dolphins official website. Agba joined the Dolphins as an unrestricted free agent on March 21st, 2020. He's appeared in all 33 games with 23 starts in his two seasons with the Dolphins, totaling 83 tackles, 18 sacks, and 17 pass defense. He also had four fumbles four forced fumbles and one fumble recovery, his 18 sacks, Jake. And this is why I had to bring this up over the past two seasons are tied for fifth most among all NFL defensive linemen during that span and are the most by a Dolphins player in two consecutive seasons since number 91 Cam wake himself had 22. So again, I'd egg on my face because I sat here and thought the Dolphins could use that money elsewhere. But when you look at that defensive line, you know, I don't know what to say. If it's not, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Is that not how it goes? Exactly. Right. You look, you know, resign your own. Take care of those, and that's exactly what the Dolphins did. So hopefully, Agba's best footballs ahead. I mean, we talked about he's kind of been a robot. Those forty-one total tackles, you know the nine sacks each year. Hopefully, you know he was just waiting, and you know his best footballs ahead. But I love this move, but I was a little bit surprised to be completely honest. Surprised in a good or a bad way? Would you say? Uh, yeah, it was a good way. I guess. I mean, besides us coming on here and talking about how I thought, you know, at that point it was better to use that money on offensive linemen. I mean, I was pretty stoked on the prospect of signing Agba long term here because. I did think that defensive line, you know, the defense is already ready to go, man. That's that's at least my thought. I think they had to go out there and bring in some of those pieces on offense, Jake. And I don't know if it means anything. I think last year the Dolphins signed Stephen Carter's that first domino. But this year, Jake, they brought in a running back, Chase Edmonds, a two year deal worth twelve point six million dollars. He's getting six-point Willman guaranteed. I looked it up, and uh, it sounds like it's almost a prove-it deal this year. I think all that guaranteed Mm money is this year, so it's a two-year deal that the Dolphins really don't have to keep him on the roster in 2023. But give me your thoughts on Chase Edmonds, because unless you played fantasy football, unless you had one of those guys in that Arizona Cardinals backfield, I mean, you might not be too familiar with him
1: it seems like the Dolphins are going to keep with the tradition of just kind of patching the running back room together, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just they really have struggled to find the right guys to do that. Uh, Edmonds, a versatile back. He is probably one of the best receiving backs in the league. He's great when it comes to making that first guy miss. Uh, 116 carries, 592 rushing yards last season. I believe those were both career highs as he was the starter for the Cardinals for most of the season. However, man, James Conner was awesome. James Conner was awesome for them. Uh, I think Conner and uh, Edmonds actually signed deals around the same time. And uh, I guess it's going to be interesting to see because I think, Josh, uh, when you see a move like this, you have to assume that the Dolphins aren't done, you know, attacking this position.
0: Yeah. Shame on me. I just looked it up now. And he's actually from Harrisburg, PA, which is about, you know, an hour from where I grew up. (laughs) So um, I'm going to, I'm going to pretend that this is the greatest move in the world, but I'm, I'm being honest, Jake. I went out there. I looked at some of his film. I watched that indie game. I think he had, uh, seven catches for on oh, nine targets, carried the ball 16 times. I mean, uh coming into this, once I saw that signing, I thought to myself, you know, is this uh you know a needle moving signing? Is this any different than a Miles Gaskin and a Sal Med? You know, is he any better than Duke Johnson? And you know, I gotta be honest, I think he is, Jake. I think, you know, the fact that Mike McDaniel had that f- front row seat all those years to see chase edmonds play you know to see what he did when he gets the ball in his hands i mean he's an explosive playmaker i know i'm sitting here trying to get dolphin fans excited but i think this is a move that is going to be one of those guys that you know it wasn't that marquee name it wasn't that big splash signing but i think when you look at it this dolphins run game i guess it's so cliche to say i mean right they're fixing the offensive line they're bringing in mike mcdaniel as a run game dude uh, i'm gonna sit here and go out on a limb and say the run game is going to be improved jake can, can you believe that
1: I mean, when you're on the floor, man, it's pretty easy to get up from there. But speaking of, I mean, this is like a foundation building piece in Chase Edmonds because uh, despite his injury issues, despite, you know, him not being that featured back. I think the dolphins are going to be a team where, you know, for four weeks, it's going to be one guy for, you know, eight weeks it's going to be the next guy. Oh, somebody got hurt. This guy has experience. I think the dolphins are really going to be wheeling and dealing when it comes to that running back room. And I think this is a perfect move for that. You know, in case somebody gets hurt, you know, that depth is just so, so important, Josh, this might've been one of the more polarizing deals because some people are saying, you know, you're a fool. If you don't see how this is a obvious perfect deal for the miami dolphins and that is cedric wilson uh former cowboys wide receiver signing a three-year deal worth roughly 23 million dollars 13 million guaranteed josh you cut up a lot of film on him too at houtz
0: be sure you're following
1: it uh what can you tell me about mr wilson
0: Mr. Wilson, I like that. I mean, what I saw, it was uh, he reminded me a lot of what we got out of Alan Hearns, you know, maybe a more explosive Alan mm-hmm. Hearns or one of those guys that he does a lot of his work in the slot, but he can absolutely play on the outside. I mean, I don't want to sit here and get too over the moon excited, but when I we sat here and did the podcast, you know, what did DJ Chark make? Wasn't it like 10 million a year? So I mean, when you look at the 18. Dolphins, was it how much did he's it? all the way up at 18? Holy God. Okay, so anyway, so when you look at what the Dolphins could have done. And what they did with Cedric Wilson, I mean, this is a young player, guy who I think the Cowboys wanted to retain after Amari Cooper left. So um, he has some experience returning punts. So I like this move. I mean, I got excited for Albert Wilson. I got excited for Kirk Merritt. I'm still excited. <laughs> Preston Williams is on the team. So, I mean, you can take whatever I say with a grain of salt, but I'm going to be honest, you know, watching the film on Cedric Wilson, you know, he, maybe we should be excited for this player compared to some of those guys that came before. That's all I'll say.
1: And we're talking about this as like a piece of the offense again. This I don't think is going to be a huge volume guy, right? I don't think you're going to target him. Yeah, what is he like?
0: Wide receiver three or four? I mean, like it would be much. It was
1: interesting, but yeah, because he he was always changing where he was. In that depth chart, though, I mean, Amari Cooper injuries, Michael Gallup injuries. So this is a player who I think fits that uh, McDaniel philosophy of we can line you up in different places. We're going to give a bunch of different packages and still continue to do the same things. Uh, You mentioned Alan Hearns, man, and I'm kind of keeping up with that. This guy looks like Preston Williams. You think about the success Tua had with him, that Cardinals game. I mean, I wish we still had more to talk about other than that Cardinals game but I mean that very quick not necessarily fast guy who can make a linebacker miss uh, in those certain matchups and you know you have a couple of those guys Preston Williams you know you have Cedric Wilson any of these guys man can be that one mismatch that you need to take a uh, what seven eight yard completion that doesn't look like much and all of a sudden it's 18 19 yards and you're averaging 13 yards a, a reception somehow
0: yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say he's nearly as explosive as Albert Wilson. At least, you know, I'm not going to get the stopwatch out and try he to did say do that time. wheel route. I <laughs> saw that. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. I mean, you mentioned some of the ways he was moved around. I mean, that's what I'm starting to think is this, you know, we talk about how Mike McDaniels is this you know, mastermind thinking about how he's going to move Jalen Waddle around. I mean, Cedric Wilson got moved around decently in that Cowboys um, offense. You saw, like you said, that wheel route. I mean, there's options there. So I'm not saying he's out Wilson, but I kind of see like this might be that replacement. I remember Albert Wilson last year saying, you know, when you look across the slide, you see Jalen Waddle on the other side, you know, that's a pretty deadly tandem. I think maybe the Dolphins see Cedric Wilson as a younger player, you know, the injury concerns aren't there. And I mean, we got to be honest, when you look at some of those uh, wide receiver contracts, like you mentioned, man, there were some big money getting thrown around. So I'd, I wasn't, you know, we didn't go into free agency saying let's sign Cedric Wilson Jr., but I'm not a- opposed to it after you watch the film and after you see the player and, you know, think about what he could become in Mike McDaniel's offense.
1: And the philosophy, I think, is the Dolphins are focused on having three or four decent to above average guys instead of that one elite playmaker. And, you know, you look at how much, how often a team deals with injuries. I mean, one of the biggest debates is about Teron Armstead. If you think he's worth those injury concerns, you know, if you're spending so much money on him, all of a sudden the depth hurts because you don't have the money to spend on that. Josh, your jaw dropped when I mentioned the chart contract. And I got to ask, man, how is Devante Parker's contract not absolute gold when you consider teams like the Saints, who is in cap hell, still trying to land Deshaun Watson, or the Packers who are looking for any way possible to boost up that receiving core around Aaron Rodgers? Devante Parker, man, he's making 10 mil. How do you not see or how, how are we not talking about this contract is such a absolute gem of a movable piece that maybe he doesn't fit into the offense? You know, we could if we want to sit there on that hill, I still think Parker's awesome. But if we want to sit on that hill, we want guys to fit the system perfectly for Tua, I mean, this contract, man, is is ideal to trade. You know, maybe you get like a second and a fourth. You flip the fourth for Lull Collins. I got my Madden head on and, and we can ride off into the night.
0: If we could do that, I'd I'd you know send that in right away. But I just I mean, I think the value that you get, at least when you see some of these trades that go down. I mean, I don't know what Devontae Parker fetch on the open market. I think was it CK Parrott. Someone mentioned a new team would only be in to, what a six million. Did the Dolphins take a cap hit with that trade? I don't know. Whatever it is, man. But like you said, that is a very easily to take on contract. And then what you see with Devontae Parker does i mean he is that big body number one i don't want i hate to say number one wide receiver but you know what i mean when he's matched up in one-on-one coverage he's gonna go up there and body okay. someone yeah so i mean i i would rather keep Devonte parker than trade him away unless like you said you can do it for layel collins or you know get a second round pick a third round pick but i think parker is he only have one year left on his deal do you know how many years are left so, on that yeah. contract so i mean i don't know if the team would take it on you know with him getting ready to take on free agency but when you look at some of these moves being made around the league i mean Devontae Parker go anywhere, man, to a contender. And you're right. That could change that offense. So I like Devontae Parker here in Miami. I'd rather say, you know what? Jalen Waddle, you know, Lynn Bowden, Devontae Parker, Cedric Wilson. I'd rather say that than, you know, take Devontae Parker out of that lineup. Another name we have to mention, Jake, and we talked about him a little bit earlier. We won't take too much time on Preston Williams, but what were your thoughts on that? Because, you know, I think the deal came out and it was like almost a little bit over a million dollars. So, I mean, they're doing a lot of signings this year where they're bringing in their own, but it's almost like they're bringing them in to compete later on in the spring. So, I had no issue with them bringing in Preston Williams to see what he could do, even if it's just for a few months under Wes Welker. I mean, what the hell could that hurt? I mean, we all thought. world of him how many years ago so um uh, any thoughts on that I probably just took all of them
1: you think though if McDaniel is who he says he is if he comes out and is this offensive genius and Preston Williams has uh returns to what he looked like pre-injury I know that's so hard for so many players to do but I mean that's that's a comp pick right there man you know a team will pay big for him if he has a strong season and that's what I'm interested in because the Dolphins it seems like they're high. They just have a bunch of guys who you're not relying on having a huge year. You're just hoping to get some sort of something, a a couple of different weeks from them. And I think I'm really liking this approach. You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and say Cedric Wilson absolutely moved the needle or Preston Williams absolutely moved the needle, but the needle is not going backwards. Right. And there's still the draft. The dolphins have a bunch of cap space. So if that needle is sustaining itself and we're not losing pieces. I, I, you have to be excited about just the direction of, of Resources and how they're being allocated for the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, you say that, and then I'm getting ready to sit here and talk about how the Dolphins signed former Texans, Giants, and Pats, uh, <laughs> cornerback, and special teams ace Keon Cross into a three year, $10.5 million deal. The only thing I really had written down, Jake, was he looks like someone that could beat up three to four guys with his hand tied behind his back. So <laughs> every year it seems like the Dolphins are bringing in that special teams ace. Do you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I, I have nothing, but maybe Matt Collins isn't coming back. Maybe that's my one thought. Yeah, we,
1: we got West Coast, Matt Collins. We got Cross now you have to be a little concerned because I, there's, I've seen some hype on Twitter, man, that, that people have been hoping that Matt Collins returns. It's looking less and less likely. I this means me. this screams that Stephen Carter deal a year ago. We're like, where did this come from? But three years, uh, Ted Miller. I mean, the, hopefully uh Crossin turns into those. One of the one of the guys who you just see on the sideline. Reporters love talking to and he becomes that foundational uh, quote machine on the special teams.
2: Just go to cars.com. It's magical. Josh, real quick, I think
1: we are both a little surprised about this, but Mike Gasicki, he was the first guy to sign that franchise tag. He's not going to hold out. He's not trying to make more money. He's just ready to ball out for the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, I mean, we saw you saw the picture, right? Well, I I didn't. I saw it, you know, through secondhand because he still has a blog <laughs> on Twitter. But he was sitting there signing his contract while on his honeymoon. Just got married. I mean, it, but you mentioned it, first guy to sign the franchise tag. It was just awesome that the Dolphins got him locked up. And does that mean he's excited to come in here and learn under Mike McDaniel and his staff? I mean, I don't know. Or is that just you know a testament to what type of player he is? Whatever it is, I'm excited that Mike is sick. He's locked up. Some keep speculating that he could be traded. I don't know your thoughts on that, Jake. But I, I think he's going to be a Miami Dolphin next year. But what are your thoughts?
1: I was going to say that just, just for the drama. Why else would you sign it this early? Otherwise, you're about to be moved and get a new contract. But that, again, is so Charlie from Always Sunny talking about the male uh, situation like that. Uh, hey, it's it's great to keep people around who publicly voice that they like the place. You know, it, it is what it is. I'd love to see what Mike Kosicki is going to do on this offense. And it's safe to say if he, retain, or if he remains in Miami for years to come, He's going to get expensive. Josh, the Dolphins did start improving their offensive line, but it wasn't attacking that outside of the line, right tackle, left tackle, that we originally thought the team would be uh, pretty aggressive pursuing.
0: Yeah, we all thought they were going to, you know, Teron Armstead, I guess he's waiting for Deshaun Watson to make a decision. Lael Collins, I mean, I don't know if you saw it, Jake, but, well, of course you saw it. Now the Patriots are in the mix for him. I mean, what the hell is going on here? That seems like a no-brain trade to make. Hopefully, while i this, that trade goes down. But they did sign a good offensive lineman. I say Goody was... Penalized 15 times last year. That was uh, the most by any offensive lineman. Number two is Austin Jackson, Jake. So I had to make sure I brought that up. But he's 24 years old, allowed only one sack last season, according to PFF. Um, but this is a player who, when you look at the Dolphins' offensive line, I mean, I tried to say it. I don't, I mean, I think you felt the same way. It didn't matter which guy. I wasn't going to stay here and argue over what guard they brought in, what tackle they brought in. Just bring in someone who is going to be better and improve that offensive line. Okay. Now you got Connor Williams in there. He does have some experience playing center, played a little bit there in the summer with the Cowboys last year. So I don't know what's going on here. I mean, we all wanted to see a James Daniels, you know, Laken Tomlinson, one of those other guards come down. But when you saw the Connor Williams deal, it seemed like a pretty good move for the Dolphins.
1: Yeah, uh, it kind of sounds like the guard version of Laramie Tunsil. Maybe not the premier player, but the fact that, you know, they're not going to allow sacks, but those penalties are going to be an issue. You know, you kind of just hope maybe it was one rough season. This is one of those moves again, Josh, where they're not spending too much money, where they're going to be stuck with someone who struggles for a few years. Uh, That Cowboys offensive line, I think, is kind of overrated after the last few years. I'd love for them to bring in Lyle Collins. I think we'll talk about that again in a minute. Uh, But yeah, man, this seemed like a perfect uh, signing where I'm not going to be too jazzed up because it's not the greatest player in the world, but the contract's good. And he's going to come in and he's going to compete for that starting job right away. Worst case, man, if Connor Williams is your sixth or seventh offensive line, but you have one of the best, you know, units in the league.
0: Yeah, for, for sure. I, I think he will push for a starting gig. I got the numbers up here, Jake, two years, $14 million. Um, PFF Ryan Smith had Connor Williams was the 11th ranked guard overall in the run blocking last season. So again, this is a player who's young, you know, he can move a little bit. It wasn't that splashy signing, but let's go out there and get his, you know, his teammate, Leo Collins. And then at that point, you look at this offensive line and you think, wow, man, this looks a much different. So I like this signing. Again, it wasn't the guy that we expected. Some other moves, Jake, Dolphins brought home some of their own, signed their, pretty much their entire linebacker unit, right? Yes. Duke Riley signed for roughly $3 million, Alandon Roberts a little over with $3.25 million, and Sam McGuavin. A little over two million dollar, I think his contract was. All of those guys had Drew Rosenhaus as his representation. So I, I don't know, man. I knew that Atlanta Roberts was a guy I wanted to bring home. He was a guy that I thought, you know, did some nice things here. I mean, all these guys are are serviceable linebackers that can bring a, you know, their own thing to the game. So I, I'm fine with this. They come into camp, they battle. What are your thoughts?
1: How many of these guys, Duke Riley, Landed Roberts, Sam McGuavin, uh are? How many linebackers are the Dolphins re-signing that will start with them next year? We have to assume Jerome Baker locked up one spot. Uh, do two of the two of these three guys start next year? Are the Dolphins done at linebacker? What's your feeling after this? Because, again, I think it, man, it, it's depth. You saw games where Aguavin stepped up. You saw Duke Riley have an impact, a few different games on special teams. Uh, it's all about those opportunities. That, but I don't know if this is another position where the Dolphins might still be uh, searching for something.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, the way you look at you, when you look at the bodies, when you count how many bodies are on the depth chart and the roster, you probably think, okay, maybe they might be done here, but I don't know, man. When you look at the talent, I would definitely go out there. I mean, we all want Bobby Wagner. I think he's probably going to Dallas to reunite with Dan Quinn, but miles Jack just got cut, man. I don't know if you remember, That'd but Dolphin blast, fans yeah. absolutely love this freaking dude. So um, sign me up for miles Jack. I think if they don't go that route, you know, they don't sign another veteran here in free agency. They'll definitely turn to the draft where, you know, maybe Nicobe Dean, Devin Lloyd, Chad momo, one of those guys fought him in the draft. But I think, you know, Heading into this offseason, I thought linebacker on defense was absolutely the biggest need. And with some of these moves, you know, I feel a little bit better about it, but I still think they need to bring in that guy that's, you know, going to be that thumper, the quarterback in that middle of the defense for years to come.
1: Yeah. After just a couple of days of free agency, you have to think the draft, the needs. Again, so much is going to happen before the draft. But, uh, you know, an offensive lineman, a linebacker and a wide receiver, that seems like one, two and three for the Dolphins as of right now. Uh, but, Josh, we mentioned at the top, this is the new year. Uh, what are you expecting? There are still so many dominoes left to fall. I mean, Deshaun Watson going to a new team will uh, knock over the Armstead domino if, if that seems to happen, Josh. What? are you hoping? What do you think is going to happen next for uh, the Dolphins?
0: Yeah, you said, what should I expect? And I, I was honestly going to say the unexpected, right man? I think as soon as that 4 p.m. deadline comes, I, I kind of feel in my heart that a Deshaun Watson trade is going to you know, come right across the screen, right? You know, in The league year sometimes shifts, and I remember a Jimmy Graham go, trade going down right away. I think we might yep. see Deshaun Watson move to then, like you said, those dominoes will fall. They have to bring an offensive lineman, man. I mean, I, I feel a little bit better about linebacker, but hey, after yesterday, I was saying, you know, they still need to get that interior linebacker, and they need to go out there and get Get some offensive linemen. I know. I know the Browns uh, released their center, J.C. Treader, a guy who's you know loved by all his teammates, one of the best centers in the game today. I mean, there's a guy that they could bring in to be an upgrade over Michael Dieter. Leo Collins trade still lingering. Teron Armstead, like you said, so they need to go out there and bring in an offensive lineman, preferably a tackle. And in my opinion, I hope it's Leo Collins. I still think you need to shore up that right side. Let Liam Liam Eichenberg figure out that left side, however you want. Um, you know, save some of that money. that Ron Armstead's going to go because like we mentioned yesterday, what was it? Four year, 90 some million dollar contract bananas. Do the layoff Collins trade right now, three thirty $30 million. I, that would be the move I'd make.
1: Based on the roster right now, that the Dolphins have, I'm going to set the over under at one and a half. How many more starters are the Dolphins going to acquire before the uh, regular season begins? One and one and a half is the over under and that's in free agency, right? Free agency, the draft, <laughs> however, maybe week one, how many starters
0: are currently not on this team? Okay. Um, I'll, I'm going to go with three, but that's without counting. Okay. Three. <laughs> so you're hitting that so over? I, I, I got, like that yeah. too. Okay. Over. Yeah. Let's go with over. That sounds much easier than me looking like an ass saying three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I just asked that because, you know, the setter looks like a position that can easily be upgraded. Are we going to kick Robert Hunt to that right tackle position? Uh, there are a couple different questions, and I think they're going to be good questions to have, especially you bring in two, three more guys, man. And we're getting excited like we were last year about we thought the Dolphins were bringing in some uh, tackle depth and it just kind of didn't pan out no matter what they were going to do.
0: My bad, Jake. I didn't have him written down on this list. And we definitely discussed him in the DMs. But Teddy Bridgewater, man, we didn't talk about him signing. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, that's a guy that you can go back and read the tweets. You know, when Brian Flores first came around, that was that veteran free agent quarterback that I really, really wanted. What are your thoughts on that? Because I'm kind of surprised he took the deal he did to come in here and be to his backup.
1: Especially how quickly he took it. There's so many moving parts. I mean, I don't think uh, Baker Mayfield's going to be the quarterback for the Browns. Seattle needs a quarterback. The Saints need a quarterback. And even Teddy had success with the Saints a few years ago. I, I'm surprised that he already decided that he wanted to come here, accept that backup role. I don't think any, I mean, we can joke about he's going to push for that starting role, but early in the season, it is going to be Altua if things, you know, fall apart. We'll talk about that when we get there. But But I think the key here, man, is why is he signing this so early when a potential starting job could be right around the corner if you hold out long
0: enough? The only thing I can think of is, you know, he feels bad for snubbing us. What, a couple of years ago, and he ran back to be Breeze' backup because <laughs> he talked to Tuna and he's a hometown kid. That's all I can think of. And, you know, maybe he looks at Tua's injury history and says, you know what, if I get thrust into that role, maybe, you know, maybe some, maybe I can be the Teddy Bridgewater that so many fan bases, you know, wanted as their quarterback years ago. Jake, I, I think what the Dolphins did in the first two days of legal tampering, definitely improved this roster, but we are still waiting for that mega, mega domino to fall. Josh, and you're going to be the one to tweet it or retweet it,
1: or have the perfect gift to respond to it, because that's just the type of person you are, at H-O-U-T-Z. Be sure you guys are following this show. Subscribe. Leave a review. I saw we got a couple new ones recently. Um, Raider, Raiders are releasing
0: awesome. Raiders are releasing Carl Nassib. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that's kind of a big deal, isn't it? Isn't that like a, damn.
1: Pass rusher, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. Team. Who knows? Maybe Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield. More quarterbacks on the move. That means, Josh, we should wrap this up. We should start go- to go edit because that means moves will come. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be with you again soon as the Dolphins continue to make moves. But until then, enjoy free agency. And most importantly, fins up. Fins up.
2: That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami... Talking Super Bowl Cause we're the Miami Dolphins mighty-